own connection. All right. Can you hear us now? Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome, JC. Yep. We've had a very busy day today. Let me show you a little bit of what has been going on for us. We've been actually with Viram Films today, and we have been filming uh, stuff, great stuff, stuff for Liberty First University, stuff for us to just, you know, use to help educate you. Uh, we even have our... Uh, the, the owner of Viren Films with us here right now. I tried to get him to get on camera to meet you guys, but it turns out that people behind the cameras don't really like getting in front of the cameras. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. apparently. Maybe before the show's over, we'll talk him into at least sneaking back here so you guys can see him. Here's Sonny and I just goofing around. There's JC filming one of his classes. Wow, look at that fresh haircut. No, that's an amazing fresh haircut. A professional. Yeah. Professional looking haircut you got there. And they trimmed and he trimmed up your beard too. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're watching is the story from my Instagram. Sunny, you guys know Sunny. She's been on the show several times. Sunny's training me on the way of IG. You got to get a 20 something to teach you how to do Instagram and stuff like that. So we're going to be on Victory News tomorrow. I guess we are. I am. I'll be on Victory News tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you like Victory News, what's so funny? Nate. Oh, man. <laughs> so if you like Victory News, tune in tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They're on YouTube and lots of other places. So the Victory Channel is where that is. I found something else funny I wanted to share with everybody. So this apparently Representative Scalise brought to the House <laughs> a picture of Kamala Harris on, an, on a milk carton missing at the border. How about that? Missing at the border. Biden specifically announced that he was putting her in charge of the border and she has yet to go to the border and look at the border mm. or to say anything. I mean, seriously, what do you think JC she would do when she got down there on the border? Um, I don't care, actually. <laughs> I hope I would hope you would cross it. And not oh. come back. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. But you know, you gotta have this. Some people will be like, "Oh, that is so unprofessional." <laughs> well, let me tell you what. It's very professional. It's, it's the edges are cut really nicely. It's a it's it's a it quality fit, looking picture. It fits very well. Very and professional. The font is easy to read and. Mm -hmm. Nobody misspelled anybody. Oh yeah, name and that's anything? so that's so important. People suck at signs. We mm -hmm. travel all over the country all the time, and people suck at signs. 
It, I mean, so many signs. We're <laughs> yeah, driving down the road. Just, just like, here's the sidewalk. There's a sign of the business. And you can't read it. Some freaky font, you know, whatever. Strange colors. Or you're trying to get to a place and mm -hmm. there are no signs. Like, you, you don't know where to go. So, yeah, that's great. Good job, Mr. Scalise. So Janet says, uh, <laughs> we'll make you the sign czar. <laughs> Janet says the, the left will go crazy because you're making fun of missing kids. <laughs> no, we're making somebody's, fun of the vice president. Somebody's triggered. You're right. No, we're not making fun of missing kids. We're making fun of the vice president. <laughs> right. Well, now you're racist. Now you're absolutely racist. Making fun of the vice president. I have no, nothing against Indian people at all. No. I don't have anything I, against Jamaicans either. Correct. I love their food. Both of them. I love jerk chicken. <laughs> so I don't know if Kamala can rustle, ups, rustle us on. up some jerk chicken, but that's about the only use I have for her. <laughs> well, apparently that really is just about the only use America has for her because I'm not quite sure what else she's doing. Sitting around and making, collecting tax dollars. But you know, I, I I think I shall not complain about that. I would rather her, uh, her sit doing around yeah. collecting tax doing dollars doing absolutely nothing at all. Yeah. yeah, I'd prefer she do nothing. So I'm I'm happy if that's what it takes. I mean, she's there, right? She's there. I can't change that. But if that's what it takes, I am happy to let Kamala Harris, you know, get pedicures and massages or whatever she does go shopping during the day and, and pay her to do nothing that is of any significance to the country whatsoever. Yeah. So as promised yesterday, when we were having our technical difficulties, I wanted to start off by uh, talking <laughs> about uh, the, the president. I almost called him vice president Biden. Anyway, the president's uh President Biden speech on gun violence prevention. Okay. <laughs> I'm just laughing out because we talked yesterday about how when you read this speech out loud, it's just almost just as incoherent as when Biden says it out loud. And I just realized at the top of the thing, it says, please see below for a correction marked with an asterisk. <laughs> How many corrections did they have to give? The problem is, JC, they don't uh, they couldn't possibly have corrected the right things because the whole thing is is just an absolute mess. Um, and it's just another one of those speeches where it's supposed to actually, uh, you know, make emotion over reason, make fiction over fact where he can just sit around and say anything that he wants based on nothing, you know, without even concerning themselves with the facts. And so one thing that I wanted to talk about here, he says, we got a long way to go. It always seems like we always have a long way to go. I don't know what that means, but well, I he can hardly walk. So I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. That's his perspective. Right, right. Where, now, where's now that, the where's that plane? <laughs> Dear God, <laughs> how many of those steps do I have to climb? <laughs> Why can't we get an escalator for this? Yeah, thing? If you can climb any of them, Joe, that would be great. <laughs> I'm waiting Rather than falling down. There. I'm waiting for the escalator, yeah. right? I'm waiting for the escalator yeah, that's going to take 
Biden up the stairs. Surely they have a little rollaway escalator that they could do to help him with that. Right. Yeah. yeah. An I escalator mean, and a walker. Well, but you know, as Are we talked about yesterday, CNN went through so aged. much trouble to make him look like a youthful geriatric. That was a term they used. Youthful geriatric. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm we've sure got another lover out there. Oh, good God. Anyway, um, <laughs> some people, some people will choke on a camel staring at the net. You know, I just, sorry. Anyway, uh, what we've got now is uh, Joe Biden, the, the youthful geriatric, giving us a speech, says, uh, but today, but I also, today, that's what he said, but I also, <laughs> escalator in chief, but I also, today, we're taking steps to confront not just gun crisis, but what is actually a public health crisis. Right. So now guns are a disease. That's what he's implying. Right. Or is he implying gun violence is a disease? Whatever. Nothing. Nothing I'm about to recommend in any way impinges on the Second Amendment, except for my first statement in the very next paragraph. Right. So he doesn't even wait. He doesn't even get two sentences away. Nothing, nothing I'm about to recommend in any way impinges on the Second Amendment. They're phony. What? His recommendations? <laughs> They're phony. Arguments suggesting these are Second Amendment rights at stake from what we're talking about. You know, what I found out in this speech, JC, is that Biden makes a lot of general, open-ended, undefined statements. They're phony. The arguments, uh, arguments suggesting that these are Second Amendment rights at stake from what we're talking about. What arguments? You mean, seriously, if he really has a legitimate claim here that nothing that they're going to say is actually going to infringe or impinge on our second amendment, then what would be the harm of saying, look, everybody keeps saying A, B, C, or D. Here's where they're wrong. I mean, seriously, if I was giving a speech and I knew there were people out there who were listening to me, a large number of people out there watching me who don't necessarily believe what I'm telling them, wouldn't this be the perfect time to take just a few seconds? I'm not talking about going into a dissertation, but simply take a few seconds and tell people why they're wrong. It's called being a liar. Well, I think that's, that's why that doesn't happen. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> I, well, I, mean, I think that's the point, but it's, I think people need to look at this and see how disingenuous it is, right? He says, but no amendment, to the Constitution is absolute. Which indicates your Second Amendment rights are at stake. Exactly. <laughs> you say it's not its not an attack on the Second Amendment, but no amendment is absolute. We can take it away. So now it's an so attack it, self, on your right to keep and bear arms. There's self-contradictory statements. So if... And then you can't yell crowd to a fire. Right. Well, it's, before that we get into the crowd to the fire and and... Uh, popcorns. I believe we settled that yesterday. Friend, friend yesterday, right? So, so 
Yeah, but we have new people listening today, so we should give them the opportunity to hear at least part of the argument. I don't want to leave that first sentence, right? No amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. And then he says that nothing infringes, impinges on the Second Amendment. Well, the Second Amendment reads, a well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of the free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be impinged or infringed. Shall not be infringed. Well, if he's actually suggesting that they're going to regulate our right to keep and bear arms, then that is clearly an infringement contrary to the Second Amendment, which, by the way, is supported in his assertion that no amendment is absolute, but then turns around, contradicts himself, contradicts himself in saying that I'm not infringing on the Second Amendment. Right. It's just total confusion, total confusion. So he says, you can't yell crowd. I mean, I mean, I mean, you can't tell a fire uh, in a crowded what? Fire in a crowded movie theater and call it freedom of speech. Now, what he's trying to say is the long-standing misconception, misrepetition of what Oliver Wendell Holmes said in his Supreme Court opinion, which was not even dicta. Even Oliver Wendell Holmes said, this isn't even dicta. This is just me sort of, you know, saying. So it doesn't even ride to the rise of the level of dicta. I was just sort of amusing myself. So the man who said, you can't cry fire in a crowded theater, came back and called everybody else an idiot for saying that that had something to do with freedom of speech. And so the truth is you can yell fire in a crowded theater. The difference is, did somebody get injured? If somebody gets injured, then you're actually prosecuted for negligence, what we call criminal negligence, not for yelling fire in a crowded theater. And this was a very, very interesting comment. This kind of made me go back, JC, to the other one where he says that uh, that the people who are are arguing that we're violating the rights, they're just they're just wrong. He says he says, um, but no amendment. Oh, he says here from the very beginning, you couldn't own any weapon you wanted to own. Okay, so there's absolutely nothing in history that supports that unless maybe you wanted to own a nuclear weapon in 1789. Okay? There are no there was no limitation on what legally on what weapons you could or could not own from the beginning. Then he says he says, from the very beginning that the Second Amendment existed, certain people weren't allowed to have weapons. He may have been talking about those people that his family owned. Well, see, that's was going to be my question, right? Yeah. Which people would that be, Mr. Biden? Yeah, the people that your your family owned. So if you're going to justify... Oh, we weren't supposed to look. We weren't. We're not supposed to talk about him being the descendants of slave masters, are we? I guess not. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So maybe we'll be fact checked. Great. Great. Yeah. Get, it, get it out there. Yeah. So 
if we're talking from the very beginning that the Second Amendment existed, certain people weren't allowed to have weapons. And those certain people were slaves. If we're justifying eliminating the ability of some people to own weapons because slaves were prevented from owning weapons. Do you see where I'm getting here? Yeah, they're trying to create a new class of slaves. A new it's class of slaves. That's the new policy. Only people we want to own guns will own guns. The rest of you will be reduced to the condition of slavery because after all, when the Second Amendment was written, some slaves, not all slaves, mind you, some slaves were not allowed to have guns. Yeah. So guess what? You're the some slaves that were not allowed to have guns. Yes, and it's interesting. You say some slaves. You just talked about back on um, uh, April 6th, I believe, was the um, the anniversary of the New York slave revolt. Yep. And one of the measures after the revolt was to restrict the, slave, the slaves there, restrict their ability to own farms. Well, mm -hmm. that implies... There was no restriction prior to that. Right. So you, so slaves could own firearms. And so the right of slaves to own firearms was denied so that they could not stand for their rights against their masters. Correct. And Biden says as but as long as they were as long as they were docile, they could have them. By, yeah, right, they, exactly. They did have, right. as long as you go along. As long as you can have the ones we tell you, you can have. You can have the ones we tell you have, and you can only keep them as long as you're on our side. Right. Right? So Biden's argument, number one, that no amendment is absolute is false. And I want to show you a little bit about that. I'm going to actually show you a couple of statements from the people who actually wrote the Second Amendment about that whole idea that no amendment is absolute. But we have to understand the logic here. So from very beginning, the Second Amendment existed. Certain people weren't allowed to have weapons. These were slaves that were denied the right to keep and bear arms so that they wouldn't revolt against their masters. And so we are to understand that Biden is justifying the taking of our right to keep and bear arms under the same logic. We're not going to let you have firearms because we don't want you to rise against the masters. When reality, that's pretty much what it's all about. Keeping yourself free from the masters. So I wanted to share this with you. This, this is actually part of the Second Amendment the right to keep and bear arms class that we teach at libertyfirstuniversity.com. So I wanted to show you this. So what this is, <laughs> what this is, is Richard Henry Lee writing as the letter from the federal farmer to the Republican number six on why we need the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights, which contains the amendments that Biden says Nothing is, none of them are absolute. And what he says now is that the Bill of Rights are necessary to create able advocates 
of Liberty. Let's look at this. Able advocates of Liberty and the Bill of Rights will tend to renew in the minds of the people their Republican, true Republican jealousy and vigilance. By the way, that's not Republican Party. That's Republican style of government. And look at what he says. The strongest guard against the abuses of power is the knowledge of the people as to what their rights are. Now, check this out. He says, the Bill of Rights will become a temple of our liberties. They will be a constitutional barrier. What's that word there, JC? For their permanent. For their permanent security. When, the, when they, the Bill of Rights, are well fixed between the powers of the rulers and the rights of the people, they become visible boundaries, constantly seen by all, and any transgression of them is immediately discovered. And they says that they serve as sentinels for the people at all times, especially in those unavoidable intervals of inattention. So there you have the Bill of Rights are a permanent security. They are well fixed. They are visible boundaries constantly seen by all to be a warning against any transgression by those in power that is immediately discovered. So the words of one of the men who actually wrote the Second Amendment, or helped write it anyway, is that, yes, the amendments are absolute and they are permanent barriers for the security of our liberty. But what's interesting is, is I think we have forgotten, as he mentioned, that the strongest guard of our liberty is our attention to that liberty and our jealousy to secure that liberty. I Part of the problem that we have, JC, is that we have a people who are absolutely no longer either knowledgeable or attentive to the rights of the people, uh, uh, to their own rights. So they're actually duped into believing that guess what? You don't really have any rights. All you have are permissions. And so, you know, JC, I don't even think we got past the first five, four, let me see. One, two, that's a really short one. That probably shouldn't count, but we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. One, two, three, four paragraphs. Great. And Biden is a liar. That's the conclusion of this fact checking. This constitutional fact checking, Joe Biden is lying in his speech on gun violence. I think I'd be too nauseated to do too many more paragraphs. So, well, he goes, appreciate it. You know, what's interesting, JC, is in the speech, he goes through these statistics about gun violence and people dying and all this other stuff. And the numbers just don't add up. I mean, I actually did a little research and I went to the CDC website and I, wa I, I did some research to do some underlying causes 
of death and the numbers of death of people who died from guns and homicides and whatever. Um, it's, it's really interesting how unaccountable those numbers are that he's giving in that speech. We're being harassed by Mac. I'll be back in 30 seconds. Hey, look, if you gotta go, man, you gotta go. But the interesting thing is one of those things that Biden said that was, like I said, his, his very general language, very general, unaccountable language is he says, uh, homicide is the leading cause of death of black boys and men ages 15 to 34. The leading cause of death. This is his sentence, by the way. Homicide is the leading cause of death of black boys and men aged 15 to 34, the leading cause of death. That's his sentence. But notice he doesn't say gun violence. He says homicide, mm -hmm. which statistically, how much, the question is how much of that is involving gun violence? Right. And if it were gun violence that were the leading cause of death, they'd be like, gun violence this, gun violence that. But the fact that he used the term homicide shows that they're deceiving. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Deceiving. Yeah, you can, all these statistics, those statistics can be found. Uh, the FBI National, um, well, I forget what it's called, but they're the National Center that, collects all of that stuff and he's totally full of crap totally full of crap and, and stuff's easy easy to verify well but here's the thing James. what he's trying to imply it's deceptive and yep. it's obviously deceptive because if you have the numbers and you know the facts but then you don't actually say the facts using the real numbers and you engage in this open general speech implying something, you're lying. Right. You are intentionally deceiving the population. Well, just, are you not? just, just isolate. Oh, there you go. Ice right there. I was just about to say just the fact that they isolate that, right? Why mm -hmm. I says, why is it gun violence a thing? Do we have car violence or knife violence? Is that a category that's tracked? Right. No, it's not. So, it's it's manipulation. It's all manipulation uh, with an agenda. Yeah. So it's total total garbage. Um, you know, and, and you're not going to see you're not going to see uh, honest fact checking on all this stuff. Nobody right. check nobody fact checks them. No, no. Now, if Trump were saying things and using statistics and open sure. speech, then we'd have been all over it. And yeah. It'd have been well, they lying. Don't, and they don't whatever. fact check that either. They just concoct rebuttals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, JC, there's a very disturbing thing happening, uh, continuing to happen in America. And it seems to be all of the sudden ramping up. Now, I want to remind us of a story we covered uh, last week about how Bill Gates is now the largest owner of farmland in America. Do you remember how much? Like 250 million acres. Million acres. Yeah. acres. Th thousand. Two, quarter of a million. 250,000. Oh, 250, thank you. 250,000 acres. 
that he has bought up, mm-hmm. right? Oh, not him. I'm sorry. His investment firm. He didn't really <laughs> know anything about it. That's what he says. It's really just my investment firm. I want to show you this because I'm going to show you two articles that are just stunning to me. So first off, this is a story on reason. After promising to stop land seizures, the Biden administration just stole this family's property for a border wall. Now, doesn't that strike you odd? You have two things that are coming up here. First, Biden promising to stop land seizures, but then he's doing it anyway. But they're stealing this land for a border wall? I thought they were against a border law. Mm-hmm. Why are we stealing land from people to build something they don't even support? A federal judge, notice a federal judge. We don't know federal judge. We just know he's federal judge. Confirmed yesterday that a Texas family will have their land immediately seized by eminent domain for a U.S.-Mexico border wall, the very type of confiscation that President Joe Biden expressly promised he would put a stop to. So this man says we are utterly devastated. We thought President Joe Biden would protect us. Now we've lost our land and we don't even know what comes next. Mm-hmm. Is that Biden remorse? Yeah, yeah, you know he voted voted for Biden because apparently the Trump administration was trying to mm-hmm. uh, get his land for the wall as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, he, he thought the same thing. Here, Biden is promising to stop the wall. He's anti-wall. Right. He's going to stop Trump. Let's get rid of Trump. Going to save the day. Yep. And this guy found, this guy just found out the more things change, the more they stay the same. Right. Because I don't really think it's about seizing that land for a wall. Probably not. We are, I believe, whether we realize it or not, we are in the midst of the largest land grab across America that we have ever seen in the history of America. You have people and government seizing up land and minerals and water like we've never seen before. And their government is doing this, JC, not at just compensation, not at fair market value, but on with pennies on the dollar and threatening people with force if they do not take the pittance that's being tossed to them for their land. Mm-hmm. So Biden said, quote, there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the land seizures, he was asked, end, 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 stop, done, over, not going to do it, withdraw the lawsuits, we're out. So he lies a lot. He does. We He does. Here we go. Uh, a Ricky Garza, an attorney for the Civil Rights Project, says, Yesterday we witnessed a betrayal of the Biden administration's commitment to end construction on the border wall. In federal court, the president's pause on 
border wall construction is meaningless without an immediate action from the Department of Justice to dismiss these cases, which Biden said he would do. Mm -hmm. And we have not only this man who has lost his property, but there are other people that are losing their property too. Uh, so the, uh, can you say that for me, please? Cavazos? Cavazos. The Cavazos family, right, is now also having, uh, uh, when Donald Trump took office, his administration sought to claim about seven acres and divide their land, which they rent to tenants, and a huge chunk of their property would then be nearly inaccessible to prospective customers paralyzing their business. She says, I retired five years ago. I taught for 40 years. This is my income that I use for my retirement. And now the Biden administration has not end, end, end or stopped. Yep. It's not done. It's not over. How's that Biden vote feel now there, buddy? How crazy is that? Land seizures are going to stop. That's what he says, right? Maybe that's why Kamala doesn't want to go to the border. Mm. Well, it, it is peculiar when you think back when he said, we're going to pause construction. Oh. Pause construction for 60 days. So people, I guess people didn't listen closely. So he was just mouthing that for the radical Democrat base mm -hmm. to, to get him in office. Right. Because, hmm. I mean, think back to all the stuff they said about Trump, about the ki kids in cages, but that was an Obama administration policy. Well, it, and that now came the kids the in cages are like crazy. Yeah. Now the number of children in these detention centers is insane. And now Biden is going to set up an executive order that gives people four months paid leave if they take into their homes these unaccompanied minors. Mm -hmm. So our tax dollars are Pe now going to be used. Pedophile payroll. To put pedophiles on the payroll. Basically. Yeah. Somebody would say our tax dollars have already been used Very to put true. pedophiles on the payroll. Very true. You you know, the way it's set up, you could, uh, you know, you, you it's easier to funnel the people coming across and round them all up like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they said, uh, I saw a news report on the, uh, just the innumerable number of people of children that are coming across the border now than were when when Trump was president. Yeah. It's like it's all kids. Yeah. Shoved it, across the border. That's you know and I it, mean that's a crazy kind of thought. But you know what's funny because we just we talked about this I guess last week sometime. You know Biden in his speech we were driving matter of fact we we're driving to South Florida uh listening to his speech. And remember, he was saying the same thing, you know, when Trump was saying, well, they're all young, you know, young men. And now since that speech, there's, uh, you know, Veritas been down there, Alex Jones down there. There's a lot of cameras mm -hmm. and, and journalists, independent journalists 
Um, and it's not a bunch of young men. No, it's no, no. a lot. It's I, kids. We lots have seen the videos. Little, little kids. Little kids. Yeah. Little kids. Now, let me explain. And you saw the one that. Alex Jones out on the street with the one at that Catholic Charities or whatever. And mm -hmm. they're just piling kids in this beat up van. And mm -hmm. they're like, who's this guy? Who are you? And hey, I don't know. I'm just taking them over there. Like, you're, you're throwing them in a van to take them across the street. Like, what are you talking about? And it's crazy, crazy stuff. I just I simply don't have words for it, I don't think. And it's just so crazy crazy to even try to comprehend how do you even wrap your brain around something like this mm -hmm. and in america okay in america they're trying to tell parents that they should have their parental rights removed because they won't make their child wear a mask because they won't allow their child to get an experimental emergency use application drug. We're not going to let our children become experimental fodder for big pharma. And now you're threatening us and telling us we're bad parents. And yet you have these illegals bringing their children and dropping them off with no consequences whatsoever. Yeah. So there are the consequences. People, you get extra money and, $15,000 and this guy gets four weeks paid vacation and lots of consequences. Happy days are here again. It's like hitting the lottery. I feel like, I feel like I should like, you know, just throw away my ID and go roll in the dirt and take my kid and just kind of go across the border and then come back and just catch a quick 15 grand. How many times could you do that? I don't know. We could get the whole neighborhood to do it. Like, I mean, there's statistics that tell us that these repeat offenders go, we, we deport these criminals and they come back. They come back as many as 15 times. So if you can get 15 grand every time. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge chunk of change, my friend. Yeah. yeah what if you have six kids? You just take them across one at a time. Mm-hmm. Zippity doo-dah. Yep. Take that money back to Mexico. But the problem is you probably have to give most of it to your to your coyote and the drug lord that's dropping you off anyway. Well, then they got, uh, you know, you talk about the these homes that are housing the kids. They bring in, you know, they pile up all these the people in the house and get paid mm -hmm. um, half of them. Or who knows how many, but many of them get shuffled off into sweatshops and mm -hmm. slave labor and. So, I mean, that's that's the other part of it. There's nothing compassionate about any of this in what these folks end up mm -hmm. uh, end up in. Uh, so. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. So it, it speaks to the lie again, the whole pulling the heartstrings. We're about compassion and uh, Trump's a mean guy because he wants everybody to stay in Mexico. So we need the nice guy so we can open the floodgates, pile these up and pile these. Uh, kids up into um, homes with abusers and exploiter exploiters. I mean, yeah, that's real compassionate. Meanwhile, we get to steal land from our veterans, from our veterans while we're doing it. Yeah.
Take it from the old people. They won't need it much longer anyway. Whatever. So new story, not new story, but another story that comes right into this. I'm telling you, I feel like I'm going to find this. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to see how many of this is happening because all of this is happening without us noticing, right? Obviously reason is not your big corporate media outlet. So we've got to have people telling us what's going on. Look at this right here. So more land grabs. Now this has been going on for a little while, but our friend BJ in Oregon sent me a video that he made on this. If this is absolutely crazy. So this is the Klamath Falls water project. Okay. So in January, I want you to understand this in January, the U S Bureau of reclamation, has no legal rights to curtail water deliveries contracted for irrigators in the Klamath Project to protect endangered fish, according to an analysis spearheaded by ongoing, ready? Out, outgoing. I'm sorry, outgoing Interior Secretary David Bernhardt. So in January, in a 41-page reassessment of the Klamath Project operations, see, you don't have a right to this water. Now, let me explain to you how this works, okay? Because I learned all of this from our friend BJ. If you don't know BJ, BJ um, is the leader of, of people's rights in, in his portion of Oregon. He has created a YouTube video, a brewing issue in Klamath Falls that he just published today where he goes into really deep detail on all the facts of this case. But let me give you, in just a nutshell, the background of what's going on here. So what happened was the environmentalists and the federal government and the Bureau of Reclamation says, we want the water out of the Klamath Falls project. How did this happen? So Klamath Falls is a natural lake. And what happened was they built a dam at Klamath Falls to create a reservoir to feed water to the ranchers and the farmers around Klamath Lake. And when they did that, the government actually contracted with these ranchers and farmers, gave them property ownership of the acres of water. And in that contract, the contract says that the water can be used for nothing else except for the irrigation rights of these farmers and ranchers. So they have property, private property rights in this water. Do, 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 comes the reclamation people and the environmentalists are upset because of this sucker fish on an endangered species list that they say is dying off. Now, what's interesting is the government is allowing tens of thousands of gallons of water to go over the dam. 
which they're not supposed to do. By contract, it says the government is not authorized to have water overflow the dam. And as a matter of fact, the Indian tribe that is below the dam is suing the federal government to get them to stop leaking this water into their reservation because it's too much water. So the government says two arguments now. We have these sucker fish that are endangered and we're suffering from an extreme drought. So we have to take this water from these farmers and these ranchers through eminent domain. And so the farmers and ranchers are like, look, stop the water from going over the dam. The Indian reservations, they don't want the water either. And you've got plenty of water. You don't have to steal our water. By the way, our water is our private property. You can't have it. So in January, under the outgoing interior secretary, it was found that the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation has no right to this water. Today, the U.S. Bureau of Reclamations says we don't care what the Department of Interior says. We're getting that water. And they're actually threatening the Oregon government who's in charge of the reclamation of the Klamath Project if you open the irrigation dams to these farmers, we will charge you with a federal crime in spite of the fact that the Bureau of Reclamation has no authority to that water. Hmm. So you have them physically threatening people to do what law and contract requires them to do. Sound like Mad Max brewing. It's going to have a water revolution. So watch this. Okay. So I'm not, we're not going to play the video, but I wanted to show you uh, a page from his video. So you can see this. Remember the crisis is supposed to be about the sucker fish, but the facts found by the department of interior, it is actually the mismanagement of the water flowing over the dam. Mm -hmm. that has caused the sucker fish crisis. Not the farmers using the water pursuant to their property rights, but the government's mismanage of the rest of the water. They're not responsible for it, but the government expects them to be the only party to bear the burden. Now, here's the crazy thing. The farmers are saying, okay, look, we're willing to help out with your crisis we're willing to, if it's a drought that you're talking about, because the government's sort of flip-flopping, mm -hmm. it's the drought, it's the sucker fish. We don't, you know, whatever, we'll help you. We'll forego our water for the year as long as we receive just compensation. Yeah, want the water, pay for it. Pay for it. It's our water. It's not the government's water. It's our water. It's not even our water just because we own the land on it. It's our water because we signed a contract that makes it ours. Sure. So they're so, saying pay for it. So the payment of that water is $880 million. Hmm. Fair market value. Fair market value for the water is $4,000 per acre. 
The government wants 220,000 acres of water. And that's $880 million to pay them for their water that they'll forego. Now, this is not just saying, um, you know, I'll that's have nothing. To we just sent trillions to foreign nations all over the planet. No, we're not exactly. And we're not talking about, oh, I'm going to have to drink less tea and take shorter showers. We're talking about these farmers and ranchers not having a crop for an entire year. Mm hmm. Their land will go dry for an entire year. Okay? So, $880 million is the minimum they are owed by fair market value per acre. Any idea how much the government wants to pay them? 50 bucks? Yes. No, actually $50 an acre versus the $4,000 an acre they need to break even. Mm -hmm. The government says we might be able to put up a drought relief fund and raise $11 million. Yeah, why don't you get it back from Yemen, the checks that we sent to Djibouti? I think would cover it. What about the clown school? Yeah, the clown in school. I think it was in Central America somewhere. I thought that was in Pakistan. No, Central America. Yeah, we could take the money we sent to the clown school, which is garbage. I mean, it's just CIA front money. We know that. Get the CIA to pay for it. I, this is They're disgusting. flush with cash. Do you realize that there are how many ramifications are this? Are they going to stem from this, right? What about the fact that we have all these farmers and ranchers who are no longer going to be putting product into our food commerce? Mm -hmm. The federal government is threatening the water district to seize to is who is compelled by the contract to get these people water, threatening them with civil legal and criminal action. If they do what the contract requires them threatening them, they'll not give the federal government's not going to give them any money if they do their job. And they threaten to take over control of the gates and the canal, which crosses thousands of acres of private property. Hmm. This is a crisis that is about to brew because the people of Oregon, these farmers and ranchers of Oregon have had enough. Better learn from Lavoie. They've had enough. Yeah, because Lavoie did all the videos about how the feds were stealing his water. That's right. And they shot him down for it. Yes, they shot him down for it. It's like the beginning of another bad sci-fi movie. The water wars are coming. They are coming. But again, I, I don't I don't think it's about the water. Okay? So right. because yeah. there is plenty of water. Mm -hmm. There is no look at this. This is these are the facts from the attorneys. 
There is no need to deplete a water table, cost the taxpayers untold amounts of money, and destroy the small acre farms, catch that there, that will not receive a bailout while there's plenty of water is available throughout regular processes. Yeah, and then the corporations will come scoop up the small farms for their corporate farms. They're, they're investors. Yeah. Bill Gates' investors want this land. The corporate Congress. This is what this is. Oh, isn't that the Hunger Games? No, it's from Continuum. Continuum. Ah. Continuum. Well, let me tell you what. With 250,000 acres already in the coffers of Bill Gates' investors. He's probably in this somewhere. Oh, guarantee it. Oh, not him, his investors, mm -hmm. right? This is a problem for everyone in America. This is a problem for all. Because guess what? If they can do this in central Oregon, it can happen anywhere, anywhere. Endangered frogs, spotted lizards, sucker fish. This is theft. If someone owns property that's worth four, $880 million and you and I came up to him and said, we'll give you 11 or $880 million, right? We'll give you 11 million. No, thanks. We'll give you 11 million. Right. Is that not what's happening? So they took Jekyll Island from the, yeah. from the billionaires. Yeah. It's funny, but you know, it's control. It's about control. Government yeah. doesn't control things. They control people. Gun control is people control. Food control is people control. Water control is people control. Land control is people control. Mm -hmm. It's about control. And that's what Gates and his cronies are all about. People control. That's right. Now, there is something we can do, guys. There is something we can do. We can make phone calls. We can send emails. That's the least we can do. And I don't care where you are in the country. If, it can't, if we can't get together, if we can't organize together to stop this. Now, it's coming for you. What's that old poem? I didn't stand for them because I wasn't one of them. You know, that's how it works. So I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. If you want a list of contact information to contact people to say this is wrong, we will not support this. We want you to do the right thing. We want you to respect the property rights of the people, respect the contracts of the people. Then you need to email peoplesrightsoregon at gmail.com for a list of contact information. Just send an email to peoplesrightsoregon at gmail.com and ask them for the list of contact information so you can do that. Five, 10 minutes of your time is all that it takes to be a come together as a people who are absolutely going to stand together for each other for liberty. Now you can just go ahead and say, oh, well, it won't, nothing will change. It doesn't matter if we send an email, if we call, nothing will change. Fine. You don't feel, you feel that way, then don't send your email. Don't even bother. But if we keep that attitude, then you're right. It's prophecy. Nothing will change. I refuse to believe 
that we have no power. So I will always operate as if we are the ones with power. And that's how we have to do. We got to change this, right? We got to change this naysaying, defeatist, victory-stealing attitude and start being positive in asserting our rights and defending each other. I say do what you can till you have to do something else. Yeah. Well, that's my philosophy. I think that if you're not doing anything now, you're guilty if you have to do something else. So don't sit around and complain. It's just an email. It's just a phone call. It's not going to cost you anything. And so I'll put that back up there one more time. People's rights, Oregon at gmail.com. Let's get together guys. Let's really make a difference because I, but because together we can make it happen. Well, JC, that's the show for today. Alrighty. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining us. We truly, truly are grateful for you being here today with us. And we will look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Don't forget tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find me on Victory Channel. And keep watching for the updates of our new videos and some little trailers and, and stuff coming out about the videos that we're creating. You got the Klamath Falls behind us, JC. <laughs> Probably not. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.